Hi, welcome to Story Hole. I love you always forever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm Joey. I'm here with uh, Roger. Hi. Kevin. Hello. And uh, today is going to be my week to talk about things. Yeah. Yes. We're going to be talking about a group of friends that go on a camping and hiking trip today. Y'all like uh, camping and hiking? I love it. I like it. Yeah. Can you tell me about any camping or hiking stories you have? Um, yeah, actually, uh, you were with me, Joey, and maybe Kevin. I'm not sure. I love that day. <laughs> we were camping <laughs> uh, in a forest and I had to pee. So I walked away from the camp a ways to go pee. I was there. Yeah, you were there? Yeah. This is, I was there. I remember the, this is, the Roger P. Uh-huh. This is one of the craziest things that ever happened in my, in my whole life. One of the top moments of my whole life, probably. So I'm peeing next to a tree. And out of nowhere, a lizard runs up. A, like a good-sized lizard. Like a, like a four-inch lizard runs up out of the underbrush and just stands in my pee stream. And just like, I'm just washing it in my pee and it just stands there looking at me and it soaks it all in. And then I stop peeing and he just runs off back in the forest. Not a sing- doesn't say, it doesn't say a word to me. Just comes out, lets me pee on him and then disappears. Let me just, what, what, Do you what think that was a, a power play? It might, it might have been a power play. He yeah. doesn't care. He's like, my forest, from my the president. Rules, I don't care. There's nothing yeah. you can do here to scare me. Maybe it's kind of like a nature spirit. It's like, oh, you're going to pee. You're going to pee on nature. Or why don't you just pee on me? You know, making me feel bad. Can I talk about another time where Roger was very excited about something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one time we were out to eat at Hooters, and we had just finished. <laughs> is this <laughs> real? Is this a real story? Three. This is a real story. It's Hooters, of course, it's real. Roger <laughs> <laughs> loves Hooters. I know I don't. I don't love Hooters. Yes, you do. <laughs> We've just gone there as a goof sometimes, <laughs> like every other week. <laughs> I love their wings. <laughs> I can't get enough of those little guys. <laughs> we just finished our dinner. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Kevin. What's your story? No, we were at the the Hooters. We just eaten all you can eat wings, and we were leaving. And Roger was trying to balance on one of those like parking stopper things <laughs> for cars. I do remember this? Yeah. And he he expressed to us that he's never been able to balance very well. And Joey told him that you got to bend at the knees a little bit to get your center balance lower. And he did that, and it was the happiest I've ever seen. Roger, yeah, my whole life I've been really bad at balancing on things. It turns out you had to bend your knees. I would have been would have been home in no time. Hey, Roger, remember when you thought there was only one elevator in Simi Valley? <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I wasn't excited about that. I was very embarrassed. But, uh, I mean, if we're going to bring that up, then I guess I may as well throw out that, uh, hey, Joey, do you remember when you thought that popcorn came from seeds and you were shocked to find out that it was actually made of corn? <laughs> I, remember, I remember how it came up. We were talking about popcorn. And I was like, yeah, you know, like uh, popping like the kernels of a corn. And you're, and you're like, what do you mean? <laughs> you thought they like dug up seeds out of the ground and make popcorn. Popcorn is too obvious of a name. It can't come from corn. And I've seen corn. Corn doesn't look like a popcorn seed. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. To be fair, there's also candy corn. Yeah. That's a good point, too. And candy and corn doesn't look dogs. anything like a corn, does it? But it does when, it's no. when you're making it, I think. It looks like, I think it looks like an ear of corn until they break it apart. Is that true? I think so. I could. That hmm. might just be a dream I had. <laughs> a <laughs> That's, nightmare. That does sound like some Willy Wonka shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move forward. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's get let's get into it. Take me on a, a journey. So we're going to talk about some a story camping about people. Some, some some lively campers. And before we get started, uh, I wanted to propose two small mini games that we could play while we're doing it. Ooh, I love this. The first one's going to be easy. Um, I'm just going to try to plug in a fake thing, like a lie about it as I'm telling the story. And I want to see if you guys can find the lie. Okay. The second one is that there, there are 10 friend hiker campers. And you guys can choose which one you want to be, and we'll see what your result is at the oh, end so, of the story. Right so off the we, bat. we choose in the beginning, and then we see what our fate is? Yeah. So oh, I'm I like gonna, that. I'm going to go ahead. I'll give you a really just... I'll, I'll try to go through it pretty quickly. I'm going to give you a little uh, a little description of each one, and uh, and then you can tell me which one you want to be. Okay. So our first guy, his name is Yuri. He looks like a, just a normal guy with kind of a, a short haircut that's brushed forward. Um, he's got a little bit of a, a dimple butt chin. <laughs> Next one is a is a woman. Uh, her name is Liud, Liuda Mila, and uh, she looks kind of like Michael Ian Black. Huh. Uh, we have hmm. Igor Dyatlov, uh, mm. and uh, he looks kind of like a like a Boglin from like this old like nineteen nineties. Oh, I love Boglins. I want to be yeah. Igor. Well, he's like well, he's like a hybrid, a Boglin like Frank Sinatra. He looks like <laughs> a, a hybrid, an incredibly which, handsome Boglin. Yeah, uh, we have um, Alexander. Um, who looks kind of like um, a more self-assured, stern version of Cameron from um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What's uh, what's his likes and dislikes? Uh, well, he likes pattern ties. Uh, he likes probably bicycles, I think. Uh, dislikes mm. uh, taxes. Mm. <laughs> that sounds like my man. Yeah, I relate to that. That's pretty good. Uh, we have Zinalda, who looks just... She has interesting hair her hair looks like the closest to um lucy from from peanuts like if someone actually had her hair cut uh we have yuri um he has really really big ears that stick out um and uh he's kind of a he's tilting his head in his photograph the rest of them imagine like it's like a in, in kind of a flirty way more in an inquisitive way like a like a um. dog that's confused uh, and then we have rustum and this guy he's a dapper dan He's got one eyebrow up. Like The Rock? Yeah, like The Rock or like DreamWorks cartoons. <laughs> rock. Yeah. That sounds like Kevin to me. Uh, and then we have... I like his name. I think it's a trap. Rustum? Rustum. I think, I think Rustum Slobodin. Joey's setting me up. Uh, he's, a, he's a handsome devil. He's definitely the Han Solo of the group. Then we have Nikolai. And he looks like a hybrid between the Yuri from two guys ago. And kind of <laughs> like if that guy had a baby with Grimes. And the baby grew up to be 20 years old. Yeah. Then we have Samyon. I was gonna say Samen, but it's it's Samyon. Samen. Uh, he looks kind of like uh, Tesla, and he's definitely he's the only. The rest of these guys are all twenty. This guy is like forty, so he's mm. the only old oldie guy. And then we have the last Yuri. This is our third Yuri, and this guy's definitely man. like if there was a movie. We're rich and Yuri's, huh? Yeah, rich and Yuri's. We're uh, Yuri rich. <laughs> uh, he looks like he'd be the bad guy like like the like the the bad uh, he, he he's um, like an evil villain or like a jock like like the jock bully. bad guy for sure the guy's okay. picking fights but they're all they all look like they're young they're all like 20 years old i think they're between 19 and 24 except for the one other guy okay i'm locking in for igor because i'm all about the, what, was, all um, the what was the name of the was it alex anti-tax man yeah anti-tax man's alex Okay. I'm gonna be Alex. All right, so so you guys are locked in. You have your characters. All right. Yep. Uh, side note: If anybody ever like misremembers my name, uh-huh. they always think my name is Alex. Is that true in real life? Yeah, it's weird. You do kind of look yeah. like an Alex. I can see that. You feel like an Alex. I wish people thought my name was Igor. Backwards, it kind of is. Oh, that's true. Raji. 
Okay. All right. Let's uh let's go on our journey. Here we go. Take me away. Uh, okay. We're gonna talk about uh Dietlov Pass. It's actually called the Dietlov Pass incident, uh, which happened in Russia in 1959. Um so there are 10 experienced hikers and they, they are, they've been, you know, camping, hiking. They know how to handle the elements. They know what kind of gear to bring They're They're experienced. They know what they're doing. These, this team of 10, they're all going to go to these like snowy, gnarly mountains uh, in the USSR, which is modern day Ural mountain range in mid Midwest Russia. Joey is one of the, one of the lies that there's actually 11 hikers. You haven't told us who that mystery 11 top secret hiker. You found it. You yeah, found it's going to come up. <laughs> You want now? Your reward is you get to continue the show for me. Now you get to tell me the rest of the story. What happens next? Uh, he. You can tag team me back in though if you want. <laughs> the, yeah, I'll tap in. Cool. Uh, so the result of this trip uh, was a lot of death, and <laughs> uh, the area that they went hiking was closed off for three years. So oh, man. Oh. on January 23rd, like there's a skiing hiking team. Uh, it's 10 people. It's led by Igor Dyatlov. They hop on a train. Yeah, it's me. I'm the leader. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're the leader. Yeah. They hop on a train. I, I mean, I could struggle to pronounce these words. I think from the other episodes, you guys are going to know that I'm bad at it. So yeah, this is this is rough. It's all yeah. Russian, right? Ivdel ins Sverdlovsk Oblast. Is that good? It sounded, it sounded pretty good. I do like it. I do like it when you do that. Yeah. So it's a province, a northern province in, uh, in Russia. Russia. Uh, all of them were like 20, 23, except for the one guy who was like 40. They kept like a bunch of records. So there's like, there's tons of stuff that's going on. There's a lot of details. It's not one of those stories where you just don't necessarily know because there's not information, but they were all, you know, they were all like hikers. They went and they had brought journals with them. They're drawing pictures and keeping track of stuff, talking about morale. Um, they all have cameras. So there's like tons of photographs uh, of this trip. What year and, is this? Uh, it's 1959. Okay. Yeah. That's not that long. Do they have a... No. 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 Do they have a point, Joey, to doing this, or are they just doing an adventure they're just for the going sake adventure. adventure? Yeah, they just wanted to go hiking and stuff. Are they all friends? Why was a 40-year-old guy there? Uh, maybe he wanted to study the um, the foliage. Maybe he buys them beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not a snitch, though. <laughs> What's funny is, like, so there's, like, here's a here's a fun. We're going to open up. There's a, there's a journal entry as they're getting started. So, you know, what, what actually happens is they're, they're uh, going on a horse sleigh. They're transfer. They're traveling like from this town. They go like you know on a bus ride. They go on a train. They're kind of just get going all over the place just to get to this like weird little ridge where they can start hiking where they want to go hike. So they would specifically want to go to this one mountain. And during this time, uh, Seaman uh, Alexander Alexevich Zolotarov. <laughs> Sorry, uh, he uh, he wrote a journal in his journal, and this this is the last journal entry. I wonder what awaits us on this hike. Mm. Will anything new happen? <laughs> yeah, so that's... So he's, probably, he's probably at fault for anything that <laughs> Come on. Come on. He's, Is that me? Yeah, that's... Well, no, that's the the, the old guy. That's, uh, that's Seaman. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so we'll just call him Papa. Papa from now on, because he's, he's the older. Um, yeah. good. Oh, Papa. So then, you know, so, so they get there. They're starting. They, they're finally... They get to the, to the, the base of the mountain of where they're going to start hiking. And... Yuri uh, number three, who was our our bully looking guy that we talked about earlier, um, he started to feel really ill. So he decided to head back and the other nine kept going. That's kind of it for him. Yuri, Yuri 
backs out immediately and uh good for him because and he just goes home uh yeah he goes home okay. and he lives he lives to the ripe old age of 75 so way to go yuri yuri number three <laughs> you did it um all right yeah so if you if you would have picked yuri um you you would have been good you would have survived uh it's a little bit intimidating that i mean i feel like the rest of us are going to die right absolutely yeah, probably. Yeah, this doesn't sound good for the rest of us absolutely you're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> um so uh he's the only one who really made it out that was gonna be my fun game i was gonna give you ten dollars if you picked him. oh man yeah. hey, sorry to interrupt but it, this is a is this a true story this is a true story. This is a historically like factual story. Right. Okay. Now, what's cool about this, I mean, we're already kind of needy in it now, so I don't mind. It's not really a spoiler, but weird stuff happens. And the account of what happened to these people, it's really unknown and uncertain. And there's huh. a, some weird stuff that happens. So weird. it's not just a story about these 10 guys who die. It's a weird story that no one really can make sense out of. Huh. Okay. I'm excited. Uh, so they get to this mountain, right? They're, they start hiking up, and there's like a local indigenous population called uh, the Manzi. Uh, they more or less were like, um, they used to be called the Vogels, and they have their own language, and, and they call this mountain Dead Mountain, just for the record. Um, but that's pretty much it. It didn't really have a, a title at the time. Uh, like I said before, it's part of the the Ural Mountains in, in, in Russia, but um, this specific place... Uh, they just call it Dead Mountain, so <laughs> so they're gonna go hiking up Dead Mountain. It's February first. They just go. They start hiking up. It's really not that far. I was trying to figure out relative to like what other elevations, like high, how high mountains are and stuff. It's not brutal. Like Everest, for for instance, is like twenty nine thousand feet of elevation. This one is about four thousand feet elevation. So, huh? Oh, that's that's nothing. Yeah, it's it's cold, but and and and. And whatnot, but it's it's really not that bad. So Kevin, you hiked up a big mountain. How tall was that one? The the training mountain that we did, Mount Baldy, is ten thousand. Okay. So wow. the one we actually did was fourteen. Huh. I drove up that so, mountain once, it wasn't hard at all. Yeah. Technology. <laughs> it's yeah. a hell of a thing. <laughs> was the air thinner, Kev, when you went up high? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It changes after I think it's eight thousand feet. Sure. Okay. And then again at ten. That's good because I, I was trying to figure out where exactly that happens. I went to Colorado once, and I remember when I, right when I got off the plane, it was like, man, I can't breathe out here. I can't walk without being winded. Hmm. That's a little bit higher because that's the Mile High City, and I think a mile is like five thousand six hundred feet. Hmm. Um, um, are you sure it's feet though, not meters? I, I tra- this is in Russia. Right, yeah, I translate everything because I don't. Cool. Really, I was bad at and bad at uh, kilometers and meters and stuff, so I just did it mm-hmm. put it on the feet. So they're going up the. Uh, they're going to go to the De- Upted Mountain. Uh, and they, they get, you know, pretty quickly, they get close to where they want to go. It's closer to the peak. It's about, um, um, I don't know. I don't know if I kept track of how high it is. Anyway, it's, it's fairly close to the peak. It's a, about a hundred miles away from any other humans. Um, and they start setting up camp. So the wind starts to pick, pick up and more or less at this point is where the last of the photos, uh, are taken, um. And most of the photos up until this point have just been kind of fun. You can just see that they're all just like very friendly, very having, having like a good time, laughing, and they're drinking, and uh, and you know they're they're doing sciency stuff. They're kind of drawing in the journals and keeping track of stuff that they find. There's no wildlife in terms of like animals, so there's no like no animal tracks or anything else out there. It's just pretty much just a lot of snow, a lot of wind, and um, uh, where they set up camp, it's a little ways away. It's about about a mile away from actual trees and coverage and stuff like that so uh they're pretty exposed where they are and their their tent for the record it is the kind of tent you would draw if someone asked you to draw a tent 
you know, like, like a it classic looks, triangle. Like a triangle. Yeah, like a triangle tent. Um, it doesn't look like anything fancy. It's not like a yurt. Yeah, it's not a yurt. Um, yogurt. It's not a yogurt. It's not a yuri. Um, <laughs> but it is a triangle tent. <laughs> so, so in terms of coverage, uh, it's it's that. That's that's what they're working with. Uh, there is, however, a little stove inside with a little pipe that sticks out for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Also. I don't know what kind of clown car situation was going on because it looks <laughs> tiny and there's and there's nine of them. Did they all stay in one tent? I, I apparently. Huh. <laughs> well, not for long. So we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. So here's where it starts to get a little weird. The, here's the depiction of the night. Um, you know, they go up there. We'll, we'll just go ahead and we're going to put yourself in the perspective of the, everybody else who was not on this hike. A couple of weeks pass. No one hears from them at all. The parents and the families, they're all like, well, where are these, where are our, 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 our buddies at? We got to go find them. And uh, so they get a bunch of like volunteers to go to do a rescue party and they go out to go search for them. And sure enough, they do find them. And here's pretty much what they come across. The first thing, they find the campsite. They have the tent. All of their stuff is still neat, like neatly placed in the tent. There's like organized stuff, their gear, their pack, their, their all their equipment some of their coats, uh, some half-eaten pork products. <laughs> and um, and that's it. Like, the tent is good. Except for the fact that there are slashes coming from the inside of the tent. Several slashes. There's three primary ones that look like someone just took a knife and just, like, long-armed it to get out of the tent. Cut? Is it cut all the way through? It's cut all the way through as if they needed to get out of the tent from the inside. Huh. And so there's three big gashes and they're all about a foot long. So it looks like it's about um, like a, you know, a yard of of cuts and then a couple extra little swipes underneath, like two little like smaller ones. Um, but these punctures are coming from inside the tent going outward. Okay. And then, Do they look like they're intentional, like they're organized in a way? Or are they, they frantic? Look like they're frantic, like someone would just like slice, slice, slice. I need to get out. <sighs> but then contrary to that, what's kind of weird is that there are then nine sets of footprints. One of them is Jesus carrying everyone. <laughs> Wait, so there's only eight hikers at this point, right? No, there's, there's nine, because there's, there's, ten, nine? there's okay. ten initially, and then was, one okay. guy leaves. So these are the nine hikers that are part of the Dietlif Pass okay. incident. But they all are outside from the from the slashed tent. They are, they are walking. Um, all nine sets are walking towards... Oh, yeah, they're not running. No, nope. they're just they're just walking. Just so casual footprints. Casual foot, casual footprints. So it looks like a frantic escape followed by a normal walk. Huh. And they're they're going about. So it's about three fourths of a mile to a mile away is where they need to go to find coverage, like tree coverage and whatnot. You follow the footprints, and then a little shy of where you get to, where the tree coverage is, the the snow covers all the footprints, and you can't see them anymore. Hmm. But the search party, they keep searching. They walk. To where, you know, they rash, like, they, they, where would you think that we'd go? Uh, obviously, they're going to keep going the same direction. The footprints, they're going to go to the tree. And that's where we find our first two bodies. Uh-oh. Two Yuris. Oh, no. Oh, My no. two favorite Yuris. Yeah. I've got it. Yeah. It was a Highlander situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. one Yuri. And that guy, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he lived to 75. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah. It worked. Uh, so it makes me wonder if there's a fourth Yuri out there. <laughs> the, we'll never find the body. The answer is yes, there is. <laughs> you guys want to know what my birth name was? Yuri. Close. What was it? Joey. <laughs> but, but if I was a girl, my mom was going to name me Polly. 
Do you always kind of wish that you were a girl named Polly? No, because I'm a pretty effeminate man anyway. I, I mean, I. I mean, you'd be a, you'd be a cute girl named Polly though. Well, instead, I'm just a gross yeah, totally. Joey instead. <laughs> wrong, wrong chromosomes. That's that's wrong yeah. for me. Okay, so <laughs> this is where we find our first uh, our first Yuris, our uh, tail of two Yuris. Their bodies are hanging out by this tree. Um, oh. They're covered in snow. They have no gear, uh, just socks and undies, and it's freezing. They're not. They're not even wearing clothes. They're just wearing their socks and their undies. Okay, so in the middle of the night, something spooked them so bad that they that they walked their away. way out of their tent. <laughs> they <laughs> they didn't have time to put their clothes on, and then they casually walked into the forest. Yeah. Huh. Uh, allegedly so far unless okay. they took their gear off on the way oh. so here's the thing we already know now that elevation wise um, it's not so bad that the breathing is going to be all that hard but it is fucking cold yeah, this is February right it's February yeah uh, February 1st winter in Russia yeah um, which is also the name of my new uh, mixtape check it out <laughs> it's fine um, so the other thing that is uh, of note for these guys at this point is that um Number one, they have burn marks on their skin. Huh. And number two, the tree that they were like huddled under was really busted up as if one of them tried to climb it. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that's fire kind of bear. it. Yeah. A fire. Yeah. A fire bear came Could after them. Yeah, probably. Based on some other um, information that I found in other sources, allegedly their, their corpses, their hair and their skin were like super weird colors like greens and blues and purples but oh, I, I can't confirm that, I don't see it because I looked at like uh, I didn't actually personally look at the coroner's reports but I, I saw a bunch of different instances where other people did and um, there was nothing about that uh, because the coroner reports, the, all the medical examiners, all of the records are very very like kind of vague but kind of concise, they're just like one, it's like one sentence for each thing and it's very much just like this hand um, was missing a finger. Doesn't say which finger. This hand was missing a finger, and that's it. So, like, <laughs> not that that's one. That's just an example of what I mean by concise but vague. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. That's those guys. Those the, the two by themselves. Then, at different distances, we have the next three, and all three of these people are seen depicted between the tree and the tent, kind of crawling toward it. Crawling, crawling towards, towards the tent. Yeah. So imagine this. So it, in a in a span of about um, three fourths of a mile, they kind of did a like a like an N shape. So they kind of went up and then curved back down and back to the right, and that's where the tree is. So there is kind of a beeline you can make from the tree to the tent again, but it's about it's you know it's about three fourths of a mile away. And at different distances, all three of them are depicted as crawling or frozen crawling or like on their bellies, but aiming towards the tent as if they're trying to get back to the tent. Huh. So they are they all on the same path or are they like different parts? They're all on the same path, pretty much, because, I mean, it's 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 been pretty much a curved line. They all travel together and then a straight line of them trying to get back, but not having, you know, varying degrees of success. Um, Okay, so. These three, uh, they all had slightly more clothes, but not by much. According to the autopsy, eight of the nine of these people were drunk. Just to put that out there. Hmm. Uh, not a whole lot going on with those guys. Do they have did they have burn marks on their skin, too? I think some of them did. But from okay. what I could tell, burn marks was just like, oh, some of the party members had burn marks. And that was pretty much yeah. it. Okay. So uh they all died of hypothermia they're all crumpled up and it's kind of sad the next one was kind of found 
on top, like on top of a tree, kind of like, like kind of slumped over a branch and he had a wooden sign in his hand. Uh, but it was at the bottom of like a ravine. Um, so they went and investigated the ravine and it looked like for whatever reason at the bottom of the ravine, there were a bunch of like springs and, <laughs> and with, <laughs> is that the lie, Joey? I don't think so. I kind of think it is. I don't think so. No. no? So, <laughs> so that guy, he was, he, <clears throat> he was, so he walked, he, he couldn't because it was so windy and snowy. <laughs> he walked off the cliff and then he looked down and then he held the sign up and it said, it said, oh no on it. And then he fell down, landed on the springs and it could point them back up where he landed with the top of a pine tree in his butthole. Oh and he god. died there from being skewered alive. Oh my god. Yeah. He's a, he's a donor kebab. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. He's, a, he's part of the donor party. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, you guys caught it. That was my that was my lie. That wouldn't happen. Hey, we happen. won. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to find it. Yeah, that guy didn't happen. However, <laughs> the next chunk of people, they actually, they all, they all did kind of, kind of fall off a cliff, more like they just fell down a really big ravine. Um, so the next four were all kind of found together. And this is where it gets kind of weird. So this is where it gets weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So far, it's just been cute. <laughs> it's been cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now here's where the weird part is that they're on the opposite side of the tent. So that means they all traveled together. They walked to this tree. Three of them tried to call, crawl back towards the tent and died on the way. But the other four just kept going and got one went, further further than the tent. Past the tent. Yeah. So and they're like eighty feet in the other direction. So they're like balls far away from from where everybody else died. Um, um, so they must have got lost or something. But anything, well, they were covered by nine feet of snow when they found them, and they're bottom of this ravine. And uh, here's a list of crazy injuries. If you are sensitive, I probably should have warned you earlier, but this is where it gets kind of gnarly. So. Um, Hey, if there's a if there's more gnarly than um, like butt kebab, <laughs> yeah, but that one was for fun. So yeah, that's just a fun one. If that was true, ugh. <laughs> person number one, fractured skull. Uh, the next two people, busted rib cages, just completely shattered. There's bones everywhere. They look like they more or less had damage. That's the equivalent of like a car accident. Just like gnarly blunt damage that broke a bunch of stuff. Then the third person had holes where their eyes should be. Oh shit! Their eyes were missing. Yeah, just oh uh, my just, god. Yeah, just dug out eyes. And the fourth person, no tongue. Oh shit! It's tongue See no t- evil, taste no evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, count to something. Which two are these, Joey? Which two people? Um, I don't know which ones. I can find out, actually. Well, let's just look that up at the end. We'll find out which one, who, who's who. Yeah. Because uh, okay. okay. I don't have the whole... I just had the list of the people because I wanted to... I want you guys to pick out who's who, who you want to be. I want to know. I'm I'm committed to yeah. Alex. I want to know where he ended up. Sure. Oh, I'm, it's very... It's pretty easy to figure out who's who and all that stuff. It's all like... There's tons okay. of information, yeah. So, um, so again, uh, forensic examination is vague. It's... Um, just kind of weird, like blunt, just says no tongue, missing eyes, but 
I mean, if we no wanted. But? Uh, but then the other guy had three butts (laughs) one time i remember i was asking sam what his like dream girl would be and he described her as having like five butts (laughs) (laughs) just stacks them all the way up i don't know how many cheeks do you think that is because that's the age old debate is that if there's if it's that's an sat question i mean i guess that's a good point because a butt yeah a butt is, is two, is two, right? Yeah, yeah. Two yeah, cheeks okay. and, a, and a hole in the middle. But what if you have three cheeks and there's a hole between both of those cheeks? Well, that's a very interesting point. I never yeah. thought about that. Now, if there's a butt traveling uh, east to west <laughs> at twelve miles an hour, and there's another butt traveling west to east at thirteen <laughs> miles an hour, and they smash into each other, yeah. How do you feel about that, Kev? Um, it's it's um, drow. Probably feel pretty drow. Does that make you horny, baby? Does it? I don't even. Yeah, baby. (laughs) A drow's a um, a bad elf. (laughs) I don't know if that's applicable to this situation, kind of. No, that's how I feel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think you're going for drowsy, right? Drowsy, yeah, like the Pokemon. Yeah, I just kind of want to take a nap. Take a nap on those buns. Yeah. Uh, If if you have four butts. How many buttholes do you have? That's the question. I mean, it could either be four or it could be three, right? Yeah. How is it three? Because it could be sharing, sharing cheeks. Oh, so it's just any two paired together counts as a butt. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But, but I mean, it's that's an old mystery. Yeah, that's part of. I mean, that's part of what we're trying to figure out here today. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. What you have to remember is that in the USSR, before it was Russia, and still USSR. Butts were like measured in a very different way. Kilometers mm-hmm. is how they measure them. <laughs> yeah. So. Back in communist Russia, people would have to wait in line for hours to get a butt. It's true. I remember. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, everybody's all beat up, right? Um, a lot of them had like coughed up blood, dried blood around their mouth. One of them had a crooked neck. Oh, God. But then uh, there were three articles of clothing that were taken off. And they were all like super radioactive. One of them specifically Whoa. was very, very radioactive. So, so yeah, well, it was a uh, there. It was two jackets and a pair of pants. Oh, but again, clothes off. So that's interesting. The official report the rules. This is all it says about why these people died. Um, the cause of death was an unknown compelling force, which the hikers were unable to overcome. Period. Unknown compelling force. So is that like a physical force? Is that wind? Is it a thrall? I mean, is it like a, does someone push him? Maybe it's a a big log thing from the Ewok smashing the ATST in Return (laughs) of the Jedi? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it has to be some kind of creature, right? Because they're like physically beat up. They specifically say the damage that's done could not have been done by a human. Huh. Yeah. So I'm thinking that... The blunt force from the fall is probably what happened. Now, here's what where's the weird part. Okay, so from that's the fall, the, what do you mean? Yeah, because they were in a ravine. In a ravine, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. There are accounts of the indigenous Manzi people saying that they saw flying fireballs in the sky. Whoa! Uh, one of the journals, uh, one of the hikers said that he saw something that more or less describes a UFO. Uh, there's a photograph on that trip. Uh, on the strip, yeah. There's a Whoa. photograph. One of the very last photographs that's taken on one of the cameras. It's really out of focus, 
but there are two really bright lights, and it looks like it's from the perspective of the ground, and it's just really out of focus, so you can't really tell what it is. But there are really bright lights, as if someone was on the floor and just grabbed the camera and took a picture of something that was really bright. Huh. But the other thing is, uh, you have to kind of consider that this is like Space Race era USSR, so it might have just been like rocket testing or planes or something else like that, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. that there wasn't any military clearance for. There's a lot of speculation whether or not it was some sort of, like, they saw military craft and it has nothing to do with this at all. Uh, but like I said before, they are hundreds of miles away from any other human. So, I mean, you have to take that for what it is. So then there's a bunch of other stuff that kind of pops up. A lot of other people are talking about, like, one of the suggestions was that there's something called infrasound, uh, where it's like a super, super duper low frequency sound. And they've tested this before using like a, it's called the infrasonic 12 hertz tone experiment. And uh, in, in 2003, a bunch of U, uh, researchers in like the UK, they would play music like normal, like, you know, classical music for people. But they would also play these 17 hertz sounds, kind of like, you know, the whole brown note thing that makes you poop. They <laughs> yeah. play, play these notes and they're so low that they're like right on that cusp of whether we can hear it or not. But, like, everybody reported that they started getting really physically sick. And some of them got terror feelings, like they wanted to run away. So, that's a thing. Doesn't Aphex Twin use that in their music? He uses a lot of weird, like, dissonant tones, really low tones to make you feel uncomfortable. But he's just full. He's full of all sorts of weird tricks. Like, Uh, uh, like he has, like, cool, like, spectral displays that have his face and stuff in them. Uh, Yeah, so if you, like, listen to certain songs on a spectral, like, uh display thing like a, on your computer you can see his face pop up on it while you're watching this the, the sound waves but that's like a real thing so sounds that you can't like audibly hear can impact your emotional state yes and so huh. like that's like 100 confirmed that the 17 hertz like a prolonged exposure to it can make you feel like terror which is kind of cool so that's part of it another really common one is that people were suggesting that there are ghost sightings and uh, i mean i don't really know too much about ghost stuff but i infrasonic sound uh, the vibrations are also tied into the idea of what people perceive as ghosts uh, whether or not that is actually detecting ghosts or it's just a, a weird effect like you know you have like a sleep paralysis where we think that we see things uh, that's not confirmed but there's this guy named Vic Tandy who was um, uh, studying uh, 19 hertz um, as a frequency he had like a fencing sword and he was watching it one day and it started vibrating all crazy and then he started feeling like he could detect weird orbs in like the sides of his eyes and eventually he started feeling like he saw ghostly figures uh but he thinks it's actually just an optical illusion that was you know because of that frequency that wavelength distorted his like brain or his ear or his equilibrium or his eyeballs in a way that he started seeing things so So, ghost experiences might just be people being exposed to that frequency yeah so that's really cool. cool yeah it's super neat so it's for sure the military trying out their new auditory weapon right well, that's a thing right they, i think it's even a thing now right i can't think of what it's called but it's like a they have like a, sound cannons or something yeah. right but would would the russian military just test it on a group of hikers that happen to be passing through that pass though that seems unlikely well they test it on some some indigenous people that they don't give a fuck about oh maybe yeah <laughs> That's true. And it's like, honestly, there's like a very small, I want to say there's like a population of 4,000 Manzi people and that's it. That's pretty much it. I mean, there's just a lot of speculation as to what it could possibly be. Uh, I have some things that we can talk about that may actually offer some explanations for some of these things. Okay. So we'll just go through it pretty quickly. There's something called parrot. I'm sorry to interrupt, but really quick, if it was the sound cannon or like sound waves though, why would they be radioactive? So we'll get to I think that there's actually a lot of coincidence that's in here. 
Okay. I think that um, by the end of this, I, I, I honestly, just, I was like, oh, this is all fairly you explainable. Figured it out? Yeah, I mean, through like the uh, different accounts and through other people, other people made these claims prior to me, so I don't want to take credit for them. Uh, but a lot of this is like, you can kind of rationalize a lot of what happened. Okay. That's the root of a, a satisfying mystery, Joey. That's good. Yeah. I think it would be somewhat unsatisfying if we just talked about something that we- was weird. Yeah. But having like an answer at the end is, is perfect. Okay, well, I'll, we'll give you the proposed idea. I think it's right. just truly a bunch of coincidences. Um, uh-huh. So let's talk about the naked guys. Why are they naked? There's something that's <laughs> called paradoxical in dressing. Um, the Donner Party, one of the guys that was in the Donner Party, uh, there's an account of him doing that. His name is Patrick Dolan. He freaked out and he ran off and everybody else that was with him, they all like went and chased him down and he was like trying to fight them off and stuff. And, you know, eventually they dragged him back and then he, then he died of hypothermia. But what ends up happening in the late stages of hypothermia is that your nerve endings start to feel blistering, like they're really, really hot. And so your body, your, your mental state starts getting a little shifty and your natural inclination when you're hot is to take your clothes off, which just um, ends up, you know, fucking you over a little bit. So when you're freezing, you feel like you're like super hot and sweaty. So it makes you take your clothes off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of had that. You ever been to the snow and, and making snowballs and stuff? Yeah. And your, your fingers get really cold and then your hands get really hot and burning feeling. Yeah. yeah. So I imagine it's that, but like times three, once you're super exposed to all that stuff and you're like, huh. That mixed with a panic of like, and you know, like you're, you're hiking out in the middle of nowhere and whatever else happened, spooked you out of a tent and all stuff. I like that they had the good sense to keep their undies on. <laughs> yeah. It'd be embarrassing not to. They're not animals. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, the daughter party, doesn't that end up with them all being eaten and they eat each other? One of mm-hmm. them, one of them was accused of eating the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably why he went back to get Dolan. <laughs> so that guy's a, Dolan's got some good meat. Dole out, yeah, fine, fine piece of meat. No yeah. stringy sin- sinews on that guy. Yeah, it's a real dessert of a man. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite uh, brand of banana. Dolan? <laughs> yeah. Dole? <laughs> Dole banana? I like that. Banana. 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 Um, uh, so other thing that happens when, that, when you uh, start losing it and you, you have your paradoxical undressing and you're in the late stages of hypothermia, try to squeeze into small places and go die alone. Which is what dogs do. Yeah, it's what animals do. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like a weird like instinctual thing to keep scavengers away from like the pack or if it's like a weird like last ditch self-preservation thing. But that's part of what also happens, which I thought was interesting. So there's that. In terms of the radiation, two of the guys uh, worked in nuclear facilities. And oh, so they were already radioactive. Yeah. So and, and the articles of clothing, there's two that were just like, so I want to say it's... Um, the way they measure it, uh, is, I'm not sure what the right a number is, but let's just say it's 4,000 uh, uh, rad points. Um, <laughs> and so if you are above that, it's considered to be like, you know, minor to moderately radioactive. I guess everything has a minor radioactivity to it, but I don't really understand the science behind that. Anyway, there were two of the articles that belonged to one guy, and um, those ones were the minor radioactive uh, ones and then there was one that was uh, highly highly radioactive which belonged to a different guy and he worked in a different facility with like plutonium and stuff like that so uh. um, chances are it's not that all the hikers had radioactive clothing and all freaked out it was no these two guys stripped the clothes off these two items belonged to one guy for sure that's confirmed this other one belonged to this other guy and the radioactive levels of their clothing match their exposure pe- yeah their exposure so chances are the guy just had the jacket and he wore it to work yeah, so interesting. That's, yeah, so that's that. 
Uh, also, the camping lanterns that they used at the time used uh, thorium, uh, which emits alpha particle radiation. So uh, if that's um, uh, any other indicator of why radioactive materials would be present, then that's good, too. What's alpha particle radiation? Oh, it's uh, when the alpha particles consist of two protons and two neutrons bound together in a particle identical <laughs> to helium-4, like the nucleus. It's known for its uh, you know ternary fission and contribution to DRAM soft errors in 1978 from the Intel Dynamic Random Access Memory Chips. Just ask Wolfhart Wilmchick, right? Yeah, no, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> silly. That's actually a thing. The uh, the radioactive there's there like a, a small like alpha particle radioactivity that was part of these chips, which ruined uh, which ruined Doritos. <laughs> it's a, that's just a chip joke. Yeah, that's good. Any more? Um, yeah. Uh, hey, what's the funniest kind of onion? <laughs> um, it's a funny bunions. No, it's a onion. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh. Thank you. When I was a kid and my parents would give me like five dollars for like, you know, honestly, like it was I didn't get allowance really or anything like that. But every once in a while, I'd have five dollars for some reason. And it was like my dream to get um, a two liter bottle of orange soda and a bag of Funyuns and then watch Snick. <laughs> watch, watch some Snick. Yeah, totally. Watch some Snick. Roundhouse. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great dream. Yeah, it was good. And it was real. So that's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of uh, that's kind of it. I mean, so um, I mean, so the leading theory is that it had to be some kind of military uh, testing. I think it was honestly um, okay. So one one of the guys that proposed this idea, why would they panic to get out of the tent and yeah. then and then walk? So uh, they had that stove that's in the tent, right? And mm-hmm. they had burn marks on their arms. Oh, so it's what if the stove? started like going a little out of hand and they panicked to get out of the tent. That's why they left half the cooked pork behind and all the other materials are still organized. Get out of the tent and we're like, oh shoot, well our shit's all burnt now. Let's let's get out of here. But they're also drunk. So they probably thought it was a bigger bigger deal than it was. And we're like, well, maybe we can go find some coverage over here and they will wander off into the wilderness. And then they realize they're kind of fucked because they're in negative 30 degree temperature. And why, uh, why would one be missing its tongue and the other one missing its eyeballs? Part of the um, autopsy uh, showed that they were exposed to like liquid water prior to um, their actual their death, which means um, that your soft tissue can start to fall apart more. And so what ends up happening if if there are other like animals or anything nearby, they could come up and like more or less just eat your eyeballs because they're all mm-hmm. kind of goo. You that like makes goo- sense, but you yeah. did you did mention in the beginning that there weren't any. There's no wildlife up there, right? There's no animal tracks by the tent, but um, as far as any animal tracks in that ravine, there's it would be impossible to see it because they're under nine feet of snow. Oh, that's true. So, um, so I think that that's that's probably plausible. So they panicked because maybe a fire or smoke in their tent. They yeah. tore their way out of their tent, got some yeah. burns, and then they were drunk and uh, cold. And they kind of wandered off, mm-hmm. probably got lost. Maybe it was a snowstorm or something. Yeah, there was a storm. There was a, a gnarly storm that night. So Okay, so they probably yeah. got lost and like disoriented. Yeah. And then hypothermia, took off their clothes, mm-hmm. and then died of exposure, right? Yep. That's huh. it. That's that's the jam. And some and of them some of them fell in the ravine. Yeah. And one guy fell with his butt on a tree. Right. Which explains okay. why um, all those the blunt damage, the broken skull, the broken ribs, because yeah. they fell off a cliff. Huh. And uh, it's clearly not damage that's done from another human. So, I mean, it's probably just fall damage. It's believable. But 
There's so many factors that are like, oh, this is because of this thing that also happened. And then this thing also happened. You know, there's so many like moving parts that would have had to like perfectly come into play to make that happen. Or it was a monster. You know, there's only one moving part. Yeah. You know? Occam's so, razor. Occam's razor. Yeah. 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 It was a monster. I think yeah. Yeah, it was a monster. It was a monster. We've, 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 Dyatlov Pass, uh, we can lay we can lay Igor down to rest. We <laughs> solved it here. You heard it here first on Story Hole. Um, <laughs> I love you always forever. And, uh, and, and, and we did it. Can you tell us uh, what happened to us? Oh, yeah. Uh, so let's figure out what happened. So let's do the first one. Um, okay. you, do you guys want to you guess, Roger? You want to try and figure uh, out which one happened to us? I'm hoping that Igor is the one that lost his tongue. Yeah, it I thought like you'd Igor want to take me. that one. Um, what about you, Alex? I, I think Alex is probably the leader of the crawl crew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds right. All right. Is this, is this Igor? Yeah. He was bare, had unbuttoned fur coat, pocket sweater, long to shirt, ski pants. Um, okay. Uh, looks like uh, minor abrasions on the forehead, minor abrasions, oh, abrasions on the left eyebrow um, uh, of brown and red color brown red abrasions on both cheeks dried blood on the lips lower jaw had a missing incisor so missing tooth um, um took my tooth? but the the it's the mucosa was intact which suggests that the the tooth was probably gone before the trip actually started oh yeah that's, that's just egoer <laughs> yeah this is jam the lower third of the right forearm and palm had a bunch of minor scratches on it uh the joints of the right hand had brown red bruises this is a common injury in hand-to-hand fights Whoa! These are injuries that that indicate that someone was making a fist. Things just got things just got turned. I- Igor went out swinging, yeah. huh? He's got bruises on his second and fifth finger, bruised knees without bleeding. The lower third of his right legs bruised, both angles or ankles, um, bright red, hemorrhaging under the tissue. So that's that's Igor. Do you know where I died? You died under the tr- under the no. That's the series. This picture looks like it was the. Oh, this you're you're one of the three who crawled away, I believe. I was a crawler. I think you're a crawler. Looks like I'm looking at the pictures, so I think that's what it is. Um, All right, and then, oh wow, there's a whole bunch of stuff. You can actually look at the whole autopsy autopsy report. Okay, and we want to do one for uh, Kevin Alex Alex Kolevatov. So cool. You can look at all the documents. You can look at everything. That's really neat. I want to see those pictures. Hey, did you guys see that picture of the um, the guy from um, uh, Pompeii? The one, no. the, one with the, giant, the giant stone smashed oh, him, yeah. like cartoon style. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's from did the front too. It looks like, like he was no, running. I didn't. Like, yeah, he got clocked. So the guy was running, um, and it looked like he had like some kind of disability, so he was running pretty slow. But he was like kind of running out of the danger zone, and then one of the like volcanic eruptions launched this giant stone block. And it just landed straight on his head. So they just uncovered his body. And it's just this like big stone pillar and his little skeleton poking out from underneath it like a cartoon. Uh, Alex was well insulated, but missing a hat and shoes. His upper torso was protected by a sleeveless shirt, a long sleeve shirt, sweater, fleece jacket, ski jacket, zipper buttons, all sorts of stuff. He knows he's got a, a damaged jacket. Oh, by the way, well, there's another picture. A actually. damaged jacket? Yeah, no, there was oh, another no. picture of one of the guys <laughs> kind of comically wearing a really, really burned jacket. Huh. So I think that would suggest that the the stove oh, probably... Oh, the fire, yeah. This, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. this was, I mean, 
this this could have happened at any point but that one of the jackets was just like totally beat up so whatever that stove was maybe it was like haywire um, anyway tears in uh seven to eight centimeters were found on the jacket uh it was found unbuttoned unzipped uh, let's see here stuff from his pockets no 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 um let's see here his feet had no shoes but they were protected by woolen socks with fire damage on them huh his right foot was, was running really fast <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was playing NBA Jam and he just he got the. He got the... <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, there's a bandage on his left ankle, but it's probably from before the incident. Uh, the lack of soft tissue around his eyes. You're the guy with the eyeballs that are missing. Oh no! Ah, yeah. uh, broken nose. Two different breaks on the nose. Open wound behind from the all ear. the fist fighting. Yeah, but there's an open wound behind his ear that was like three and a half centimeters. You're the one with the deformed neck. You fell. You're the gross neck. Oh shit! Yeah. He got beat up. Underlying tissues under the, the left knee are busted. Soft and whitened skin uh, from fingers and feet. Or beauty products. <laughs> it says that you probably had consistent exposure to wetness in, on your actual skin. That sounds about right. Wet calf. Yeah. Wet calf. I would be screwed, guys, because I have my hyperhidrosis. If I'm out in the... Can I just say this? In my life, I'm always uncomfortable. Because, like, <laughs> if it's hot, I'm wet. If it's cold, I'm also wet and then extra cold. Yeah, that sucks. Like, and I can't even wear gloves because my gloves get wet. <laughs> uh, your skin had a gray-green color with a tinge of purple. You're one of the wacky colored ones. Yeah. Man, you have, you have all the good stuff. got them all. Yeah, yeah. lots of things. You're so um, lucky. But also part of this is that you have to remember that you were expo- exposed to nature for three months before they found your body. So, um you were one of the later bodies that they that they found. So that means you fell down the you fell down the ravine. There, there it is. Good pick. All right. Um, yeah. Man, that's yeah. crazy. That's a really good story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so that was that. That's all I have for you today. Cool. Thanks, Joey. That was great. Thanks. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna stop recording. Yeah. Uh, we wait, should probably wait, do like some kind of wind it up thing. Thanks for know? tuning in. Thanks for tuning in or something. Next time you're chilly and you feel a little frozen, reach for. A- a warm bottle of story hole. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. I mean, it's an option, I guess. Yeah, I like that. Uh, how are you doing? <laughs> all right. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Kev, it's your turn. Wait, no. What? Kev, Kev we need you to save us. Bye. That's good. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) See ya. Hey, guys. Psst. It's me, Joey. Uh, so we had some pretty funny stuff that we had to cut out because it had nothing to do with the podcast uh but for the first like i don't know 15 minutes of this episode we were just kind of bsing around and there was a lot of extra funny stuff uh i didn't want to get rid of it but also it had nothing to do with what we were doing so i snuck in at the end and it's kind of like when you go and see a marvel movie and then you wait for the credits to see if there's a, a scene with uh howard the duck it's like that only not as good so uh if you're still here enjoy bye I have a couple things I need to clarify from uh, one of the previous weeks. I was listening to one of our old episodes uh, and I called 
Doug's neighbor, Mr. Fink, and I'm pretty sure it's Mr. Dink. Is that true? Oh, yeah, I woke up this morning. Oh. Like, I was like, I was at work at like you know five thirty or something. Like no, that. I think you're right because Mr. Dink is from Rocco's Modern Life. Is that true? Yeah, Mr. Mrs. Thought, Dink. I I thought it was Mr. And Mrs. Dink were in Doug because it means double income, no kids, and he's always talking about how much money he has. Yeah, let me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some internet sleuthing. Yeah, uh, we have the internet. It's Mr. Dink with a D. Oh, you're right. That is okay, Mr. Dink. You're right. Yeah. So I decided. Uh, I need, well, I needed to f- first, first clear the air because all of our fans will probably be upset about that. Uh, <laughs> then as punishment, I decided I'm going to start smoking. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Well, I thought about it. I was like, well, the president smokes. Well, like the old other president smoked. Who? Uh, Barack Obama. Uh, did he? Yeah. While, he's and, the, while he was the president? Yeah. And what I think I've learned from that is that I'm supposed to be smoking. I think that's probably true. Yeah. Did you know that um, Jefferson smoked like a chimney? No, I didn't. He smoked is that. It, smoked that dank weed too. Is that true? I don't know. Oh, do you guys have a favorite? Are we talking about presidents today? Is that the? Yeah, for for right, for right now. <laughs> oh, okay. who's your favorite president, Kevin? Welcome to Storyhole, a podcast about presidents. <laughs> uh, definitely Roosevelt. Yeah. Is that true? I think I'm probably. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's like most people's favorite though. Yeah. Wait, which Roosevelt? How can you not love him? He had the Rough Riders. He just was like a no-nonsense action president. Um, Which president? uh, There was another... Man, I wish I could remember which one it is. But there's a president who would show a lot of people his wiener and would also make important people watch him poop. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Tubman. (laughs) Harriet Tubman. (laughs) Harriet Tubman. Kevin. Yeah, no, Brian was, uh, our friend Brian was telling me about him. And it's like all power plays. Like, he would demean people by making them watch him poop and stuff as a way of, like, asserting his dominance. Stand too close Donald and stuff. Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it um, seems like it would be the... You know who I like? Gerald Ford. Yeah? Yeah. I want to have a barbecue okay. with him. Uh, well, I don't know anything about the presidents, really, but I remember that there was an episode of The Simpsons with Gerald Ford. And he seemed like a, he seemed like a normal beer drinking son of a bitch, and I like yeah. that. Yeah, he's built Ford tough. Your kind of man. He's built Ford tough. He's built Gerald tough. 